Well, welcome to church. Um, my name is Daryl Holden. I'm one of the pastors here at Christ Community, and I'm really glad to see you today. Those of you who are here in the room, those of you who are with us online, awesome to have you be part of this experience. Thanks for coming. Um, if you're new, newer to Christ Community, if you're here in the room, um, we would love it if on your way out, if we haven't met you yet, if you haven't filled out a Connect card for us, we would love it if you would stop at the welcome desk on your way out, help us meet you if you're online. Um, we would love if you'd hit that Connect button and that'll take you to our digital Connect card and we'll have an opportunity to connect with you then too. Um, the point of all this is we'd love to have your information so we could reach out to you and begin getting to know you if there's any questions we could answer for you, if there's any way we could help you or serve you. And that's the point of all that. And so I'm really thankful that you would do that for us so that we could meet you and begin the process of getting to know one another. So thanks for doing that. I'm really excited for this weekend. We're continuing our series that we've called Remember. So as we step into our time together today, um, I'm reading a really good book right now. It's written by a guy named Steve Cass, and it's called Managing Leadership Anxiety. So he tells this story at the beginning of the book. He tells about his first day as a hospital chaplain intern. They handed him three pagers. One of them was for his section of the hospital that he was assigned to. One of them was for his boss to get a hold of him, and one of them was for the code team. So when the code team's pager went off, it means that there's an emergency, that somebody's dying, that the chaplain needs to come running right away. And on his first day, they handed him the three pagers. And as he was standing there with his new supervisor on the first day of his internship, the, the code team pager went off. And he looked at his supervisor and his supervisor looked at him and his supervisor said, you need to go. And, and fear in his heart, he looked back at his supervisor and said, what do I do? And his supervisor looked at him and said, it'll be interesting to find out, won't it? And it seems like, I mean, like you hear that story, it seems like, like that's bad leadership, right? Not, not prepare, un, you're unprepared walking into the situation, but, but on reflection, this is, this is how Jesus sends people into ministry. Like this is how Jesus sends people into mission. He, he's not he's a bad leader. It is, it is, he doesn't do a lot of situational preparation. Instead, what he does is he resources us. And then we get to learn how to rely on the resource that he has provided instead of the resources that we would like to have. And so this weekend, as we jump into our time together, I wanna talk with you about this resource that Jesus has provided for his people who are doing life on his mission. And to kind of step towards that, could I review for us the three weeks that we've already covered in this series? Because these things kind of build on each other. And so to help us remember where we've been, we started this series, this is week four. So week one, we started talking about about our comfort zone and the necessity of getting out of our comfort zone and, and realizing that God has told us that if, if we'll follow him out of our comfort zone, we, we get to follow him into the blessing zone. And we get to experience his blessing in our life and also being a blessing to the people who are around us. And so we set this whole series up because like this, this series is gonna challenge our comfort zones. And so, so we're yes people and we're stepping out of our comfort zone and, and, and walking into this blessing zone where we get to receive a blessing and be a blessing to those around us. And then the second week, 
we talked about church and how most of us think of church, we think of church, we think of a building, and we think of an event that we come to, an hour that we spend on weekends, but church is not a place you come, it's not an event you attend, it's a movement that you are part of. This is a movement, so when you, when you come and connect to a church, you don't just come to a place on most weekends, you actually are stepping into a movement that Jesus started, and if you're, if you're trying to figure out what this movement is or maybe where your place is in it, we have a resource this weekend. After our last service on Sunday, we are having what we call it the welcome class. And so it's, it's to help welcome people into this movement, to help people figure out what it's all about, help people, help people find their place in it. And so especially for those of you who are here in the room, if you'd like to participate in that, stop at the welcome desk. You don't have to be brand new. Just stop at the welcome desk on your way out and we'll get you connected to that welcome class that happens after our last service. And if that doesn't work for you, we've got a couple more coming up over the next few weeks. We'd love to engage you in that because you are, you are in a movement. You're in a movement and you need to move with us and be part of that movement. And then last week, we talked about how this movement that we're in has a mission. Like this movement has a mission and connected to that, the, the mission has the movement. If these two things go together, and that, that movement is Jesus looked at his followers, the people who are saying yes to him, and said to them, as the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And so this, this mission that he's given to us is this mission, the opportunity to live sent. You and I have the opportunity to be, to be spiritual leaders, to make a spiritual impact, to make a spiritual difference in the lives of the people who are around us. And last week we talked through that, using that little acronym, BLESS, because when, you, because when you step out of your comfort zone, you get to go into the blessing zone. So using that acronym for BLESS on how we could be blessed and be a blessing to the lives of other people. And so this week, this week, this movement that we're part of, this mission that we're on, where we have these opportunities to be spiritual leaders and to impact spiritual temperature, the rooms we walk into and the spiritual lives, the people who are around us, it's amazing that people like you and me get to be part of that. It's, it's amazing that we get to be part of that. It, it, is, it is humbling, it is, it is awe-inspiring, and it is, it, is, it is scary sometimes, and it is, it is overwhelming and and if you just kind of look at it and you think about like being a spiritual leader, being a spiritual influencer, it, it feels like too much. And, and so we begin to question ourselves and we begin to question like how could somebody like me, like how could somebody like me be part of something like this? Like, I know me, right? I know me and you know you. And, and when you hear for real what Jesus is offering you and me the opportunity to be part of. The question is like, that sounds, it really sounds too good to be true based on who I am and my competencies and my knowledge and you say whatever else on that. How could somebody like me be part of something like this? And, and that's really what I wanna talk about with us today is, is how people like you and people like me who, who get who get overwhelmed, who get nervous, who, who have questions, who aren't all the way sure how somebody like you and somebody like me could be part of this amazing thing that Jesus is giving us to, 
so that we can experience the kind of life that he intended for you and me to experience. And so how could somebody like me be part of this mission impacting the lives, the spiritual lives of other people? So here's the answer to that. This mission that Jesus has given us, we have his power to live sent. He looked at us, he says, the Father sent me, I'm sending you. And he doesn't just send us out onto his, you know, onto this mission like on our own, trying to figure things out. We have Jesus' power to live sent. And so what we're gonna do today, again, it builds on what we talked about last week. I want us to look again at the, the first and the last conversations that Jesus had with his followers after he rose from the dead. So he was on earth from, from his resurrection to his ascension back to heaven. He was on earth for 40 days. And, and so we're gonna consider, and in the gospel accounts, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they let us in on several conversations that he had during those 40 days. And so we're gonna look at the first one and we're gonna look at the last one. Now, I think it's really important because, because the first one, when something comes first, you pay attention. You pay attention to the first thing. And, and the last thing, you pay attention to the last thing that somebody says. And when the first thing they say and the last thing they say to you, they say the same thing, like that just really multiplies the, the impact, the weight of, of what they say. And so we're gonna, we're gonna look at these two conversations that Jesus had with his first followers and get the answer how we have his power to live sent the kind of life that he's given to us. So this first conversation, it happened, it happened the day Jesus rose from the dead. It happened the evening that Jesus rose from the dead. And I've referenced this conversation a couple times already. So Jesus, it's the day he rose from the dead. His followers are locked in a room for fear of the, of the leaders, people who had crucified Jesus. And Jesus walks into their midst and freaks them out and then he settles them down. And then he says to them, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. And with that, he breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit. So this is a holy moment. This is a holy moment. Jesus, Jesus is looking at his first followers and he, he sends them. As the Father sent me, I'm sending you. And then he breathed. He breathed on them and he said, receive the Holy Spirit. So this breath thing, like this breath thing, this takes us all the way back to the beginning of the Bible. In Genesis chapter two, verse seven, it says that, that God breathed, like he formed Adam, first man, first human being, he formed him out of the dust of the ground. And then he breathed into him the breath of life. And Adam became a living being. And so Jesus breathing on his followers, this, this breath that he breathes connects us back to the breath of God. And so we're supposed to, we're supposed to hear like life in that. And, and coming alive and, and relationship with God and, and being fully alive in relationship with God, living out the kind of life that he has for people like you and me to live. When Jesus breathed on them and said, receive the Holy Spirit, like this was, this was a holy moment. So could you just imagine being there? Just for a moment, just, like, just imagine being in that room and, 
and you're hearing Jesus say, you hear him breathe. He's, so when I imagine myself being there, I would, I would love to think that like, I would be fully aware of what was going on in this moment, like how, how holy this moment was and what this means for me and for us and for this mission that Jesus has given to us. And so I just kind of see myself like with my, my eyes shut and my, my hands in this posture of receiving just like, yes, please. But, but real life, probably real life for me, I would be making, looking to make eye contact with somebody else in the room to ask the question like, what is going on here? Right, because like, what is this? He's breathing on us and telling us about receive. Like, I don't understand what's happening here. And I don't know, like, I don't know if they, in the moment, if they understood what was going on in that room, but we've had, we've had 2,000 years now to, to learn and to process and to experience. And so, so what maybe they were just trying to figure out in the moment, you and I, like, we know. We know this is about the breath of God being breathed into and on and over us so that we can have life, so that we can experience life, this life that God gives that is unlike any other, like you can't find it any other place. Jesus described it in another spot. Jesus described it as, he described it as living water that bubbles up in you. Like living water that bubbles up in you and then flows out of you into the lives of the people who are around you. This breath, he breathed on them and he said to them, receive the Holy Spirit. And, and so this, this divine life, this connection with God, he breathed it not just on them, he breathes it on you. If you're a believer in Jesus, if you're a follower of Jesus, what he said to and over them, he says to and over you. Can you just think, just think about this? When your feet hit the floor tomorrow morning, when your feet hit the floor tomorrow morning and Jesus says to you, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you receive the Holy Spirit. Because he does, he's not leaving you to yourself to just kind of go and be, receive the Holy Spirit. As the Father sent me, I'm sending you, receive the Holy Spirit. That's, that's the first conversation Jesus had with his followers. The last conversation, 40 days later, and these again are, these are literally Jesus's last words to his followers before he ascended back to heaven. It's in Acts chapter one, verse eight, is where we read this. And Jesus tells him, he says, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. And if you weren't here last week, can I encourage you to go back on our website, to go back and listen to that message about what it means to be Jesus' witness and the great opportunity and the great privilege that we have to be his witnesses in the world around us and one of the things that happens to us when we hear Jesus say, I'm sending you, is, is we, like, who, me? <laughs> right? I believe it happened to the first group of people that heard him say that, and I, it happens to me, and I'm sure it happens to you. When he says, hey, I'm, like, I'm sending you. Who, who, me? You're sending me in this, because, again, I know me. And one of, the, one of the questions that I have as, as we engage, as we listen to this sending and consider the mission that he's given to us is, is I know me. And if this, if this mission rises or falls on me, it falls. I know, 
Like, I don't, I do not have what it takes. I do not have what it takes to be successful in this mission that Jesus has given to his people of, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you, you'll be my witnesses. Like, if it rises and falls on me, it falls. And the other thing about me, and I'll bet we're similar in this, is if it's gonna fail, if it rises and falls on me, it falls. And if it's gonna fail, like I don't wanna be associated with failure. I don't wanna be the cause of failure. I don't, wanna be, I don't wanna be the reason it fails. I don't wanna be connected to something that is failing. And if it rises and falls on me or if it rises and falls on you, like this, this mission is in trouble. We all feel this way. And so what Jesus is doing in these conversations that he's having with his first followers that he's also having with us because these words for them are words for us. What he's doing in these conversations is he's addressing people like you and me with our, with our fears, with our inadequacies, with our reasons for, for jumping in or our reasons for stepping back. Because if it rises and falls on me, it's gonna fall. And if it's gonna fall, I don't wanna be connected to it. And so, so I'm just gonna step back from it. And in stepping back from it, like maybe somebody else, surely somebody else will do it, right? And if somebody else will do it, then maybe I could pray for him if I remember. But if it's gonna rise and fall on me, then I'm stepping back because it's gonna fall. And we all, like, that's how we live. And so Jesus is speaking into in these conversations, he's speaking into our fears, into our sense of inadequacy, into, into what we do know and what we don't know and what we know about ourselves, about how if this thing, if this thing depends on me, this thing is not gonna happen. And so you gotta look again at what Jesus said. He said, you will receive power. You will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. So power, could you, like you could just read the word ability in that. You're gonna receive ability to engage and accomplish the mission. You're, you're, gonna, you're gonna have what you need. You're gonna have what it takes to, to live out this mission, and the other word that to me is really important in this verse, what Jesus said, is you're gonna receive this. You're gonna receive this power. You're gonna receive this ability. You don't have to manufacture it. You don't have to come up with it. You don't have to train for it. You don't have to, like, you just, like, you get to, you get to receive it, and you're gonna receive this power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, you'll receive this ability to engage and honestly to succeed in the mission. So I was thinking about this, and I was thinking about something that, that Jesus experienced just a couple of days before he went to the cross. So he's having, he's having this moment, and it's, it's a crisis moment. He's very aware of what is coming for him, the cross, the sacrifice, the suffering, suffering. He, is, he is fully engaged and he knows where he's headed and, and he's, he's praying, it's recorded for us in John chapter 12. Jesus says, now my soul is troubled and what shall I say? Shall I say, Father, save me from this hour? No, it was for this very reason I came to this hour. So Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven. I have glorified it, and I will glorify it again. So this is, this is a moment of, of fatherly approval. I, I have glorified it. 
and I will glorify it again. This is, this is a moment where God the Father is speaking to God the Son and says, well done. You, you, you are on mission and you have accomplished the mission. Remember, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. Jesus was successful in his mission and his Father acknowledged that and blessed that and declared that publicly. Jesus knows what mission success takes and he knows what mission success looks like. And as he is passing the baton on this mission from himself to his followers, to you and to me, the last thing that Jesus wants is for his mission, for this mission to fail. You got, remember, remember how much Jesus loves this mission. Like Jesus loves this mission so much that he gave his life to it. And he loves this mission so much that he gave the church to it. Like Jesus loves this mission and the last thing that Jesus wants is for this mission to fail. And so Jesus is not looking at people like us and saying, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you. Now, good luck with all that, right? Go and do the best you can and let's just see what happens. Like that. No way, no way. Jesus loves this mission way too much to take people like you and me and just send this off you go and do the best you can and hope it works. Jesus knows what mission success takes and he knows what mission success looks like. And so when he says to you, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you, he gives you what you need in order to be successful on this mission. This sending of his comes with a divine authority. If you remember last week, we talked about Matthew chapter 28, where Jesus said, all authority in heaven and on earth belongs to me. And so he just started and he says, so therefore, because all authority belongs to me, you don't have to ask anybody else for permission and you don't have to look to anybody else's command to send you. I, all authority belongs to me, so I'm sending you. It comes with divine authority and it also comes with divine ability. Divine ability. You will have power. You'll have power. And the Holy Spirit comes on you. Divine ability. And so when you and I are sent, we are sent not on our own. Receive the Holy Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. And so, so Jesus is gifting to his people the Holy Spirit of God as the divine enabling, the divine ability to be able to live on and be successful in the mission that he has called us to. So could we talk for a couple of minutes about the Holy Spirit? I wanna tell you four things about God the Holy Spirit that are revealed for us in the scriptures. I think it'll be helpful and be an encouragement to you. So the first thing, not the Holy Spirit, is he, he's a divine person. So he, not it, okay? So part of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. We're talking about a, a person. When Jesus said, I'm gonna give you ability, I'm gonna give you power, he didn't give us a battery. He didn't give us like an electricity force that we plug into. He gave us himself. God himself comes to, to live in us He's God in us. The Gospel of John, chapter 14, John 14, John 16, talking an awful lot about God the Holy Spirit. It's Jesus telling his followers about the spirit that he's gonna send to them, and he says he'll be with you, and he will be in you. He's, he is God with you, and so you gotta know, like, as, you, as you go about your life, as you engage the mission, you're never alone. You're never alone. You are 
presence of God is, is with you and the presence of God is in you, whatever you're facing, whatever you're afraid of, whatever's happening in your life, like you're, you're not on your own in any of that. He is, he is in you and he also has this really cool thing that the Bible describes as he fills you. It's that springs of living water that, that fill you and fill you to overflowing so that this living water, God's kind of life, fills you up and flows out of you into the lives of the people who are around you. You will have, you have ability, receive the Holy Spirit and you have ability because he is God in you. He's your counselor, your encourager, and your advocate. So there's this, there's this word, when, when the Apostle John was writing all this down, he wrote in ancient Greek and he wrote this word and it's called paraclete, not parakeet, like the bird, paraclete. And, and it, means, it means like we don't have one English word that covers it. And so this is kind of, this is kind of a good breadth of it. He's your counselor. He's, he's not just with you, but he is for you. He is, he is wisdom. He is God's wisdom in your life. He is your encourager. He is for you like, hey, come on, like let's go. Breathe in breath of God, the life of God into you. He is your advocate. He is for you. He speaks up for you. He sticks up for you. Like he, is, he is your counselor, your encourager. He is your advocate. And he is also your equipper and your guide. So the equipping that you and I have, like we, when we think about mission, engaging the mission and heading out of here, like being sent by Jesus into, into whatever we're facing in our lives, you might, like you might want, some instructions. Can I, have, can, I have, can I have a policy manual that tells me how to function in certain situations? Can I have step-by-step? Step? Is there a YouTube video for this? You don't, you don't get a YouTube video and we don't get step-by-step step instructions. We, we, we get the Spirit of God who is our equipper. We will, you will receive the ability when the Spirit comes on you. He's your equipper and he's your guide. There's this beautiful statement Jesus makes about the Holy Spirit. He says about him, he says, when he comes, he's not just gonna be active in you, he's also gonna be active in the world around you. And so when he comes, he's gonna be active in the world around you. He's gonna be convincing the world of sin and of righteousness and of a coming judgment. And so he's ahead of you. And Jesus says, when the, as the Father sent me, I'm sending you, and if you're gonna live sent, you're not walking into the unknown, you're walking into where the Spirit of God is already at work, and so he guides his people into the places where he's prepared the way. And so, and so we, get to, we get to receive ability, the Spirit of God who lives in us, who is with us and who is in us, he is, he is your equipper, so that, so that you, you may feel unequipped. You may feel unequipped because you have this idea that you need step-by-step -step instructions and you need to watch a YouTube video before you go into, but you are not unequipped. If you've received the Holy Spirit, you have been equipped. He has given you his equipping to walk into whatever it is you're walking into as you follow Jesus into the stuff that's going on in your life, and he is guiding you into the places that he's already at work. It's this Holy Spirit, he's a divine person. He, not it, he is God in you, he is your counselor, your encourager, your advocate, he is your equipper and your guide. And maybe my favorite thing, and this isn't on the screen, but maybe my favorite thing 
that the Bible says about the Spirit of God and as you think about living scent, you gotta know this. The Spirit God gave us, this is from 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse seven, the Spirit God gave us does not make us timid. He gives us power and love and self-discipline. And so he speaks into and speaks over the, the fears and the doubts that we have about ourselves and about our abilities, and he makes us able. He gives us power, and he gives us love, and he gives us ability. And all of this comes to us from that little statement that Jesus said, receive the Holy Spirit. As the Father sent me, I'm sending you, receive the Holy Spirit. So how does this look? How does this look? Is this like just, what, what is this receive the Holy Spirit thing? So I got four things for you about what this receive the Holy Spirit looks like in our lives. Let's just start with what, at least when I imagined being there that first day, how I wish I would like have engaged in that moment. Yes, please. <laughs> I know me and I know what I've been called to and I'm saying yes to what you're sending me into and I know that I don't have enough and you're promising me enough, so like, yes, please, and thank you. And, and maybe, hey, maybe you're, you're just considering this Jesus thing and what Christianity is and what that might be in your life to be a follower of Jesus. There's a first time. There's a first time for all of us when we, like our eyes are open to who Jesus is, that he died on the cross to save us from our sins, to rescue us. He rose again from the dead to give us life. Part of this life that he gives us is this opportunity to be engaged in his mission, this greater purpose for our lives. And there's, there's a first time for us to say yes to who Jesus is and yes to this gift of his spirit. When you say yes to Jesus, you're saying yes to his spirit. And so when you, when you say yes and please this forgiveness that, that you are offering me, Jesus, through your death on the cross, yes, please, thank you for this life that you're offering me, that's, that's a really important moment. And that's your first moment of, of receive the Spirit, receive the Holy Spirit, just saying yes to Jesus, yes, please, thank you. And, and maybe some of you in this room, you've, like, you've done that and you need to do it again. You need to do it again, not because, not because God forgot, but maybe because you forgot. And maybe because you've walked away and you've just kind of been doing things on your own and you haven't been worried about that power or that ability or that mission. Like maybe, maybe for you, this this Yes, please, thank you as a reminder for you about, about who you are and about who God is and about what he's offering you and the chance that you have to be part of something really, yes, please, thank you. Like, yes, please, thank you. That's a really important part of receive the Holy Spirit. Listen, listen. The Spirit of God lives inside of you. He is not silent. He's not silent. He he talks to our spirit, the unseen part of you. I think the Bible tells us, he, he tells us that we're children of God. He, he tells us, like he teaches us how to pray and what we should pray about. He's not silent. He's not silent, but he doesn't shout. He doesn't shout. And, and we have, we, we have, we drift towards so much noise in our lives our busyness, the other stuff, the distractions with, with good stuff. We have so much noise in our lives. And, and if you're gonna hear 
the spirit of God that Jesus is breathing out on you and is breathed into you, like you gotta turn down the noise. And so to give him some time and space to, to listen. And, if, and if, you will, if you will give him time and space and listen, he will speak. He will speak to you. And when he speaks, and when he speaks, this is the, the third thing there is to yield to him, to yield to him, to surrender to him, to, to obey him, to, to do what he says. Because he is, he is Jesus' ability for you to live the kind of life that, that your father, that your savior want you to experience. And so, so we're yes people to him. When he speaks, we yield. That means, that means we the way we were going, the direction that we were headed, our best energy, our best effort, when I give that up, we gotta give that up so that, and yield our lives to the direction that what the Spirit of God is saying about you, over you, what you should believe, what you should hang on to, what you should step into. You, you yield to him so that you can experience this life that Jesus wants to give you life for yourself filled up to overflowing. And then the last thing on there, receive the Spirit to, to rely on him. You, you can, he doesn't just talk to you, like you can talk to him. You can talk to him, you can, you can ask him questions. You can express your feelings. You can, you can talk to him. And, and you can ask him for help. You can ask him to give you wisdom. You can ask him to give you direction. Those things we talked about that the Spirit of God does in, in our lives, you can ask for that. It's why he's present in your life. In you. That's why Jesus breathed him on you and in you so that you could rely on him and he is faithful, he is trustworthy. If you rely on him, you won't be disappointed. And so to invite his work in your life and to, and to ask him for help and to speak and to guide and to encourage and to equip, like, this is for you. This is for you. So here's how I want us to wrap up our time together today. I want to have a little response moment. Because, because Jesus is sending you. As the Father sent him, he's sending you. And what he did that first conversation, that first moment in that room with his first followers, he's doing for you. Receive the Spirit. Receive the Holy Spirit. So let's just have a moment of saying yes to this. So would you guys bow your head and close your eyes with me? And so maybe for you in this moment, maybe you've just kind of been exploring, kicking the tires, asking some questions, and you've never said yes to Jesus and to the forgiveness that he offers you, to the life that can be yours when you're saying yes to him. And so maybe, maybe this first response for you is, yes, please, thank you for forgiveness and for life. And maybe for you it's, you know, I've known about, I know about the Spirit and I know what's offered to me and I've been saying no to that. 
And today I'm saying yes, again, yes, please, thank you. Maybe, maybe you need to yield. There's, there's something that's part of your life or there's a direction that you've been heading and kind of been wanting it your way, but you're, you're pretty clear that that's not God's way. And you've been, been a little stubborn, you've been insisting and maybe Maybe this is your moment of surrender. Just, I surrender, I'm, I'm yielding. I'm gonna walk where you've said to walk, how you've said to walk, like I'm just, I'm yielding to you, Spirit of God. Maybe you need to express your reliance on him We're self-reliant people. And maybe you've kind of come to the end of yourself. And you just, you need to ask for help, you need to ask for guidance, you need to ask for wisdom. You need to declare your reliance on Spirit of Jesus who lives inside of you. So Jesus, again, we are yes people. We are yes to you. We are yes to being part of this movement. We are yes to this mission. We are yes to your power, your ability that you're breathing into our lives. The person of your spirit we are yes. So I pray for myself, I pray for my friends that, that we would know the gift of your spirit in our lives. Thank you for breathing him on us, breathing him into us. We want, we want your life bubbling up in us and flowing out of us into the lives of the people around us. This gift of your spirit, we can be part of that. So we're yes. And Jesus, this comes to us through you, and so we're saying these things in your name. Amen. So um, can I wrap us all the way up with discussion questions for you? Um, if you're just brand new, this is a series that we're really dialing in on, and so people who are part of our small groups are all asking each other these questions as their small group conversations go on during the weeks. And um, if you're not in a small group, you can get in one. Again, the welcome desk is your place, or the connect card is your place if you're online. And go out there and like we'll, we'll get you connected. And if you're not in a group and you don't wanna get in one, this, these are still great discussion questions talk with whoever you came to church with or whoever you're gonna have the next meal with, like just to have these conversations. So real quick, these discussion questions. From this sermon, what did you find interesting, challenging, or helpful? Second question, what comes to mind when we talk about receive the Holy Spirit? What is that for you? And then as you talk about that a little bit, what or when you think about who the Holy Spirit is for us, who do you need him to be for you right now? 
So this is, this is a spiritual transparency moment. Right? Just what's going on in your life, who do you need God the Holy Spirit to be for you right now and why? What's happening in your life as much as you're willing to share your group's a safe place to share some things. Of the four things we discussed connected to this receive the Holy Spirit, which ones are a strength for you? Like the yes, please, thank you, the reliance of those four things, which one's a strength for you, which one's a weakness for you, and, and why would you say that? And then this last one, do you know or do you have a decent idea of your part in the mission that Jesus gave us? And what's your next step in that? And I'm really hopeful that if you guys have those conversations, I believe it'll be good for you, encouraging, and help you take your next steps. So give that a shot. And thank you again for being part of this worship service. I've really enjoyed it, really appreciate you and the opportunity that we have to worship together. So God bless you guys. I love you. Look forward to seeing you next weekend. You're dismissed.